Good afternoon and welcome to the Friday edition of the Manitoba Farm Journal. I'm your host, Corey Canute. Coming up this afternoon, we'll get an update on the cattle markets. Up first in today's country comment, we'll chat with Fertilizer Canada President and CEO Garth White. The latest farm news and market numbers all coming up over the next 60 minutes. The time now is 12 o'clock. Here's a look at our local news. Good afternoon, you're listening to the Manitoba Farm Journal. Joining us on the program today is Garth White, President and CEO with Fertilizer Canada, to talk about how fertilizer is moving this spring. So far, so good. Uh, we did a survey, uh, which we capped off last week, and of our members asking those very questions, and we found that 90% of Fertilizer Canada members, or really virtually the whole industry, uh, responded that they have enough product on hand and, or in, on the way to get the fertilizer to the farmer customers in the time for spring seeding. As a matter of fact, we asked them, if uh, compared to other seasons, uh, what do you think? And the vast majority said it'll be a, a normal year, if not an above-average year, in terms of fertilizer demand and crop production. So that that's the good news. It really is good news. And this sector, I'm, I'm you know I'm proud to be working in it. They're stepping up and they're really doing everything possible on the retail sector to to meet the, the growers' needs. So uh, they're in place. Uh, you know, it's just got to get things planted, I guess, and we'll wait for weather to cooperate. And just uh, talk about the importance of of fertilizer and and what that means to a a good crop. Well, you know, it means it's critical to a good crop. Uh, You know, at least uh, 50% of the overall productivity and enhanced growth of uh, the of the crop is is as a result of fertilizer. And there's going to be more and more demand on on, fertilizer. uh, our, our crops, Canadian crops, by the world, because there's going to be a shortage out there, and uh, fertilizer is critical. And um, uh, our guys, uh, guys being the growers, have it down pat, working with retailers on what's required and how, when to apply it. And at this time of year, it's critical. I mean, you, you know, you, you, your inputs, in particular seed and fertilizer, are critical this time of year. And um, so everything's in place, and so we're looking forward to that. There are concerns. I mean, we found that 100% of our members have a COVID-19 plan in place, and they're nervous, uh, you know, like anyone else. Um, will there be a disruption in the supply chain? Will there be, um, you know, will a facility be hit with uh, someone with COVID-19? Um, will there be hits on transportation? But by and large, um, there everything's in place. Um, that's that's. The good, really, really good news, uh, a little bit of optimism and a, a ray of hope uh, in, in these dismal times. And Garth, uh, just a thought on the upcoming uh, planting season. Um, things are hopefully starting to warm up here soon and, and you know how that will roll out. Well, it looks like we're looking at um, probably a May 1st planting, some areas a little little earlier and then uh, in Manitoba. And, and um, you know, it gets, the weather's warming up, which is a good thing. Um, there's good moisture. Now, of course, that's the other wild card, right? Last year was really difficult in many parts of Canada with uh, weather, and uh, it was slow getting the crops in, so we'll see if there's any flooding. But by and large, um, we're moving ahead, and, and COVID-19 is not holding us back. I mean, again, I have to say our companies are, are concerned with complying with certain regulations. For example, a big concern is will there be uh, labor shortages? Um, the other is uh, transportation and hours of service. We may have uh, truckers that may have to work longer hours, and we've been deemed an essential service. Manitoba and the federal governments have been really positive, all provincial governments for that matter. And when it comes to our 
our sector and, and the egg set sector as a whole. But there are things like Canada-U.S. Uh, customs. Will that become an issue down the line? These are little wild card issues that we're working hard to make sure they don't um, impede uh, a good planting season. That was Garth White, President and CEO of Fertilizer Canada. A look at what's happening in the markets this afternoon is coming up. Good afternoon, I'm Corey Canute. The Canadian Pork Council says producers are facing an unprecedented crisis as a result of COVID-19. Chair Rick Bergman says Canadian producers expect to lose $30 to $50 per hog in 2020, costing farmers across the country $675 million. COVID-19 has pushed the pork sector into a freefall by disrupting supply chains and driving down the prices of hogs. The market devastation caused by COVID-19 will only increase as a pandemic drags on, and that's a huge dark cloud that will linger over our heads for some time. The Pork Council is asking the government for an emergency payment of $20 per hog, adding without it, family farms will be lost. Fertilizer Canada says its members are ready for the upcoming planting season. Here is President and CEO Garth White. We did a survey and we found that 90% of Fertilizer Canada members, or really virtually the whole industry, uh, responded that they have enough product on hand and uh, or in, on the way to get the fertilizer to the farmer customers in the time for spring seeding. The vast majority said it'll be a normal year, if not an above average year, in terms of fertilizer demand and crop production. White says fertilizer is critical to growing a good crop. It's a real struggle right now for cattle producers. Brian Peria is with Canfax. It's hardly a market in a way. Uh, you know, there's some producers out there that can't get bids. Um, you know, it's a couple of smaller plants that are mainly buying a few cattle, um, you know, as they go. But, um, you know, obviously they're getting bombarded with potential cattle. So we've seen prices drop dramatically. And uh, like I say, in some cases, uh, some of the larger players haven't really got bids to take all of their cattle. Peria says cattle will back up pretty quick if the shutdown continues. And organizers have decided to cancel Cropsapalooza 2020 due to uncertainty surrounding COVID-19. The event was originally scheduled to be held in Carberry in July. Cropsapalooza brings together researchers, agronomy extension professionals and farmers for a one-day learning experience. The next event will take place in 2021. That was a look at today's farm news. I'm Corey Canute. Good afternoon and welcome to the Prairie Eggwire for Friday, April 24th. I'm Corey Canute. Coming up today, we'll get an update on the cattle markets. Joining us on the program today is Brian Peria, Senior Analyst with Canfax, to talk about the cattle markets. I asked Brian to give us an update on the situation in Alberta. Obviously, the biggest one right now is Cargill uh, is completely closed. Uh, you know, they've they had a lot of positive COVID cases, and unfortunately, there's been one employee who had passed away uh, from that. Um, so, you know, I guess they've they've been doing, you know, gone great lengths and strides in investments here to to go through all the cleaning of the plant. They've added in shields uh, between workers. Uh, you know, when they do return, in terms of uh, anybody who's close to one another, will be you know have some separation in that way and. And, you know, even modifications throughout the plant and wherever the employees are, are working are getting ready. Um, so certainly that's been a bit of a blow to the cattle market out here. Um, you know, uh, Harmony Beef, the plant Balzac, they had were one of the first ones to have a positive case. And they had dealt with that uh, at the end of the March. Uh, seemed to be running fairly well. Um, and then Brooks 
the other major plant has also uh, greatly reduced um, um, their kill capacity. At you know, they're under 50% of their regular daily kills, and and as well have had quite a few positive cases. So certainly on the watch in terms of how they manage or how the how the um, you know employees. Uh, come back in terms of, uh, you know, testing for, for the COVID uh, the virus. So uh, certainly been a, been quite a struggle out here. Uh, and even some cattle head into the U.S. with some of the U.S. plants struggling with the same situation. Um, some, some of those cattle have been slow to move south uh, on the, for fed cattle anyways. So, um, yeah, definitely the biggest hit here at the feedlot level right now. What are we uh, seeing um, on the markets? Yeah, you know... Uh, you know, it, it's it's hardly a market in a way. Uh, you know, there's some producers out there that can't get bids. Um, you know, the, there's a couple of smaller plants that are mainly buying a few cattle, um, you know, as they go. But, um, you know, obviously they're getting bombarded with potential cattle. So we've seen prices drop dramatically. And uh, like I say, in some cases, uh, <clears throat> some of the larger players haven't really got bids to take all of their cattle. Uh, but you know we've seen cattle drop this week. We're probably under a dollar fifteen a pound for fats for the few that are trading. Um, you know, a couple of weeks ago we were one forty. Uh, a couple of months ago we were kind of one sixty. So uh, you know we're probably eight hundred dollars ahead or so uh, under where where we were. You know, or expected to be pre-COVID. Uh, but even just in the last uh, couple of weeks, we've lost another three four hundred dollars ahead. So pretty, pretty drastic uh, for the in, in the short term. Anyways, we'll see how long this lasts. Now, for uh, producers, you know, with with inventory, um, what are the options there? Do they just hold on to what they have, or are there places that are taking? Yeah, like I say, there, there's a few places, but not enough. Uh, there's not enough slots. When you know, when we were killing uh, in Western Canada, fifty thousand head a week, and you know, now we're we're maybe killing fifteen thousand head, and I don't even know if we're going to do that. Um, yeah, there's there's just not enough spots. The outlet to the U.S. is is just not there either. On the other side, you know, cow cows, um, you know, they've been under significant pressure. They were, you know, they were rocking pretty good, you know, into the 90 cent range. They're back into the 60 cent range right now, but at least they are flowing to the United States. Um, you know, so cow calf producers, you know, they may they've got feet around, may want to have a look and and maybe wait a little bit and see, or their cows probably go south. But yeah, our feedlots here—they're—they're uh, they're paying the bills. It's—it's it's, uh, you know they can do this you know for a couple weeks or three. Uh, in a short term, it's—it's it's not dire, but uh, obviously cattle are getting backed up quickly. And, and if this goes on for you know a couple more weeks or more more problems with JBS, it becomes a, a much more critical issue. But uh, the, certainly the cattle are are going to back up very fast if this continues. That was Brian Peria, Senior Analyst with Canfax. The Canadian Wheat Research Coalition and Canadian Barley Research Coalition are urging Agriculture and Agri-Food Canada to continue wheat and barley research activities on the prairies in 2020. Glenda Lee Allen-Vosser talks with CBRC Interim Chair Jason Scottheim about the industry concerns. Urgent action is required to save the 2020 Agriculture and Agri-Food Canada field lab and greenhouse activities. Yes, um, like I was saying, there are you know, like a number of these uh, universities and research institutions have found ways that, uh, you know, like either through guidelines or 
or uh, processes, additional processes. They, they found ways to conduct the vast majority of research that they were looking and doing. Um, I guess when in discussions with AAFC, um, they were not forthcoming and essentially they've sort of given us indications that it was going to drop down to a bare minimum level of research this year in that they would only look after um, certain projects, certain very long-term projects, or even just in terms of land management. And so I guess our pushback to them is, is that there's other organizations that are finding ways to do this. Why can't AEFC do this? And I guess we're urging them to look at this on a regional basis because there's parts of Canada that have a far higher risk. Um, I guess their research would be at a the researchers and the uh, technicians and field staff would be at a higher level of risk. Um, I don't think that's the same case in the prairies. I think we're at a significantly lower risk than certain other parts. And so they have to, I guess we're urging them to, to look at this on a regional basis. Uh, we're not asking them to put people in or undertake any unnecessary risks. Um, but there's other organizations that are working their way around this and we we're urgently pushing um, AEFC to to look at these groups and try and do the same. I've been talking with Jason Scottheim. Jason is the interim chair with the Canadian Barley Research Coalition. For Golden West, I'm Glendalee Allen Bossler. That's it for the Prairie Eggwire for today. If you have any questions or opinions to share, send them to us by email, thefarmdesk at goldenwestradio.com. On behalf of Glendalee Allen Bossler, I'm Corey Canute. Thanks for listening and have a great afternoon. The Prairie Eggwire will return next week on the Golden West Farm Network. Time now for a look at the farm calendar. The Livestock Markets Association of Canada annual convention has been postponed. The Animal Nutrition Conference of Canada also postponed. Crops of Palooza 2020 scheduled for July has been cancelled and the Manitoba Summer Fair in Brandon has been cancelled. Continuing with the Manitoba Farm Journal here on this Friday afternoon. We're joined now by Pam DeRockney, General Manager for both the Manitoba Wheat and Barley Growers Association and Manitoba Corn Growers. Pam talked about the upcoming planting season. It's been one of those April, like when you look at the date, it's, you know, April 22nd and it's kind of, you know, it's been really cool weather and, um, you know, some areas have still been receiving snowfall, which is, I mean, I guess we're Manitoba, so, I mean, we've had snowfall into May as well, I guess, but at the same time, you know, we're, we're hoping to get into some warmer weather. Um, you know, a nice warm rain would be great. Um, I know some areas, um, you know, are dealing with, you know, with flooding and excess moisture, so, you know, perhaps that's not the best for those areas either, but I think we're just hoping to, um, you know, get some warmer weather to, to help dry things up. I know some fields need some work prior to, to planting as well, just based on the harvest conditions from either last fall or, unfortunately, for some um, harvesting this spring as well. So, and of course, um, everything that's happening with um, COVID-19, I know producers are trying to get you know, make sure that they have their supplies in place um, in terms of fertilizer, seed, chemical, those types of things to hopefully mitigate any risks that could be associated with some of those operational issues that we see um, in terms of some of the businesses. So it's been a, 
it's been an interesting spring so far, and um, we're hoping for some warmer weather, and hopefully guys will be able to hit the fields um, sooner than later and, and get uh, plant 2020 underway. Is there still uh, quite a bit of corn that uh, needs to come off? There's been some progress made on corn harvest, but I know there still remains um, some corn out there that remains to be um, harvested. So we made some good progress, and I don't have any um, like up-to-date numbers um, from Matchbag Agricultural Services Corporation or MASC. Um, so we know kind of what was out last fall, and we know guys have been plugging away since then. So what it stands at right now, I'm not 100% sure, but I do know that there is still some corn out there that needs to be harvested. That was Pam DeRockney, General Manager of Manitoba Corn Growers and the Manitoba Wheat and Barley Growers Association. Another look at what's happening in the markets heading into the close is coming up in just a moment. Time now for another look at today's farm news. Cattle inventories in Western Canada are starting to back up. Brian Peria is with Canfax. There's a few places, but not enough. Uh, there's not enough slots. When, you know, when we were killing uh, in Western Canada 50,000 head a week, and you know now we're we're maybe killing fifteen thousand head, and I don't even know if we're going to do that. There's just not enough spots. The outlet to the U.S. is is just not there either. Peria says prices have taken a big hit over the past couple of weeks. The Canadian Pork Council says producers are facing an unprecedented crisis as a result of COVID-19. The group says Canadian producers expect to lose thirty to fifty dollars a hog for every hog they sell in 2020, costing farmers across the country six hundred seventy-five million dollars. Chair Rick Bergman notes they're asking the government for an emergency payment of $20 per hog, adding without it, family farms will be lost. And Fertilizer Canada says the supply chain is ready and equipped to meet growers' needs during the upcoming planting season. President and CEO Garth White. Critical to a good crop, uh, you know, at least uh, 50% of the overall productivity and enhanced growth of uh, the of the crop is, is as a result of fertilizer. And there's going to be more and more demand on Canadian crops by the world because there's going to be a shortage out there. And uh, fertilizer is critical. A recent survey shows 90% of member companies have enough product on hand or on the way to get fertilizer to their farmer customers in time for the planting season. I'll be back after this to wrap up today's program. We've come to the end of another Manitoba Farm Journal. I'm your host, Corey Canute. If you have any questions or comments, you can reach us by email, thefarmdesk at goldenwestradio.com. Today's closing numbers with more in-depth commentary on what's happening in the markets is coming up at 10 to 2 on the Markets Farm Program. Thanks for listening and have a great afternoon. Hope you can join us back here on Monday starting at 12 noon.